The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you here with us today. And we have a really interesting show in this this post-Thanksgiving episode, you know. And, and really, I think it's pretty fitting, the topic that we're talking about today, which we'll get to in a minute. But we've got just a diverse group of clips, don't we, Corey? Yes, we do. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we, we have from, what, what movie did you bring, Andy? The Matrix. The Matrix and Corey... Office space. Right. I brought a kid's movie. I know it's not a big surprise. Wreck It Ralph. And then we have a bump in from a classic rock group. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? They all kind of tell the same story. Sure. Right. It's just listening. Do you have the ears to hear what God's saying? You know, the thing about the holidays, it can really do one of two things to us. It can take us into the bigger picture of life. You know, you can really think about what you're truly thankful Mm -hmm. for. You can really think about the birth of Christ and you know, all those things that we have during the season that we're in. But unfortunately, we also get to be around a lot of family that can sometimes suck us into the smaller story. Amen. Right? <laughs> and so it's, it's hard sometimes to navigate through both of those. And yesterday was a perfect example with all the shopping of being in the Matrix, the smaller story. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Today we are going to be talking about the Matrix, we're not just holidays, but we're talking about the things in life that um, the enemy would want you to believe, right? That, that everything's going to stay the same, that things will never change, that it's never going to get better, all those things that he whispers in your ear. And so I'd really like to go to a clip pretty quickly. Corey, would you set up this first clip? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this clip is off of Office Space, and the main character, Peter, uh, he's a programmer uh, for a bank. He's basically rewriting hundreds of thousands of lines of code for the uh, uh, Y2K switch. And uh, he's got a he's trying to sneak out early on a Friday uh, to you know hide from his boss, uh, who he knows is going to ask him to work that weekend. And he's just he's really miserable with his job. And so here's Peter. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Um, I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Oh, oh, and I almost forgot. Uh, I'm also going to need you to go ahead and come in on Sunday, too, okay? We uh, lost some people this week, and uh, we need to sort of play catch-up. Thanks. So I was sitting in my cubicle today, and I realized ever since I started working, um, every single day of my life has been worse than the day before it. So that means that every single day that you see me, that's on the worst day of my life. What about today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. Wow, that's messed up. (laughs) I'm sorry. Go on. Is there any way that you could sort of just sock me out so that, like, I, I don't know that I'm at work in here? Could I come home and think that I've been fishing all day or something? (laughs) <laughs> now, Corey, what was it about that clip? As we talk about this bigger topic of, 
you know, moving from the small story that the enemy wants to keep you in and into out of the matrix into the larger story what really spoke to you about this clip yeah and absolutely i could tell that some people probably kind of raise their eyebrows a little bit when i sent that clip in but um to me you know i really related to this clip just a little bit based off of before i was you know before, before i found god and before i was saved uh, i always felt you know there I'm, I'm supposed to be doing something different you know there's something bigger for me but i just got stuck in this just monotony that is surrounding us in life these days and some people are just fine with it you know they're fine stuck in the matrix they're fine with you know uh people telling them how they should dress and people telling them how they should talk and people telling them you know what they should be doing all this is normal behavior that's fine you're supposed to want to go out and drink you're supposed to want to go you know hook up with a bunch of girls if you're a guy that that's supposed to happen but you know i always felt so lost and so just stuck because i was looking for something else i just could not find it and didn't know what it was and then you have you know the, the end there where he's you know at this counseling group, and, and you really get to where you find a lot of people that fin- find themselves just living in that day to day place. They just want something to numb it. Exactly. Right? Can't, can't exactly. you just make it go away? Just can't you help me get through it? Maybe I'm gonna play some Xbox, which I can't because I can't figure out the controllers. But <laughs> you know they, that would pass me. Or you're gonna watch Netflix or right. you know whatever, whatever it takes to kind of numb that and. You know, that's not really what we need to do here. We need to find a way to step through it. But what are we really trying to step through? Now, I want to get to another clip because it's a little bit of a longer clip. But, Andy, if you go ahead and set this clip up about what we're going to be talking about. Sure. So this is um, – it's Neo, actually. He's the kind of the the main character of the story, and he's um, being guided by – um, Morpheus, who's kind of walking him through this process of what the Matrix is and how to handle it. And I really don't want to get into it too much. Um, I think most of you have probably seen the movie, but if you haven't, it really just is a picture. I mean, it really ends up kind of being the gospel, and it's it's our, it's really gets down to a choice of whether we're going to just live, like Corey was saying, in this mundane, uh, predictable, boring world, or are we going to get out and look at the bigger story and get involved in what God has to uh, to offer us and just the choice that we have in that whole process. But actually, too, also how the Matrix continually tries to bring us and pull us back in. The, the, to me, the Matrix in this is the world system, uh, and maybe not in this movie, but that's the, that's the parallel to what we see on a daily basis. At last. Welcome, Neo. As you no doubt have guessed, I am Morpheus. It's an honor to meet you. No. The honor is mine. Please, come, sit. I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neil? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. I know exactly what you mean. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. 
You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind. Driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage. Born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Now, typically, I would go back to Andy and ask about that clip, and I'm going to do that after the break. But, Jim, this movie, before the show, you said, when I heard the clip, man, it makes me want to watch the movie again. And so I wanted to hear from you first. What was it about that movie that makes you want to watch it? This movie, to me, really is, as Andy said, the gospel. And Neo does represent, in many ways, Jesus. And But one of the things in this clip that grabbed me, and there's so many gems in this, we could mine it for a while, but one of the things that grabbed me was when he said, I want to be in control. Mm-hmm. And he's not, but he doesn't really recognize that. And that really is, to me, where I finally found freedom is when I realized I'm not in control. But I have a loving father that is, and he's going to guide me through all the struggles in the big picture. I don't have to stay in the smaller picture. That's right. Now, Andy, um, now this was your clip that you yep. brought in, and there is so much in this clip that we'll talk about again after the yep. break. But what was it that really jumped at you for this clip? Obviously, we're talking about the Matrix, right. but this specifically. So personally, I really like this clip. Um, I never was big on sci-fi and stuff and really didn't like The Matrix when it came out. But when it was presented in The Masculine Journey message, it really made a lot of sense to me because the whole story is the gospel. But what I really liked about this scene is where he talks about it's like a splinter in your mind that just keeps, you know, it's just constantly there. And I was like Corey. I'd I'd walk with Christ for a long time, but I didn't walk with him at the level that I knew that was possible 
and I knew that I was felt like as an undone, unfinished man. And whenever, whenever um, I got into the deeper things and understood, you know, you know, that I could be fathered by God, those kinds of things, it released me. It set me free. It was like taking the red pill for life, and that red pill had the answers so much more than what I was used to walking at. I mean, this Christian message, you can walk into it as shallow as you want or as deep as you want, but you're only really going to find that satisfaction and that completeness the deeper you go in it. Yeah, that life is really found when you get into that deeper right. and deeper part of the of, of walking with God. Um, for me, the one thing I would change about that clip, I'll tell you when we come back. Okay. It's just one word. But I uh, really would like to encourage you to go to masculinejourney.org, listen to some of our past podcasts. We have them on loads and loads of topics. They're, they're really good, in my opinion, but I'm also very biased. <laughs> but yeah, go back and listen to some of that, masculinejourneyradio.org. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace, and I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. God has set within each of us a masculine heart. Why? Why did he give you that heart? And what does the Christian life have to do with any of that? Come join Masculine Journey Radio for a boot camp, November the 1st through the 4th, based on John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart. And when might that be again? That's a great question, Tiny Jim. November the 1st through the 4th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Once I rose above the noise and confusion Just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher But I flew too high Though my eyes could see I still was a blind man Though my mind could think I still was a madman I hear the voices when I'm dreaming Andy, I could listen and listen to this song, right? Too, yeah, we grew up in the same generation, for yeah, sure. Well, we did. I, I was a few years ahead of you, I think. <laughs> Close you know. enough. Yeah, um, but yeah, I could really listen to that song. And, yeah. and really, until you listen to the lyrics, right? you don't realize how deep you know a lot of that music is. So you picked the bump in. Yeah, I did. And so tell me why you picked that bump in. You know, in. for a lot of times, I always felt like it would be a good bump in, but I never really knew why exactly. I, To be honest with you, I'd heard that message, uh, I mean, that song so many times, and I really haven't hadn't listened to it to the depth I needed. But when you know those lyrics, you do one of those YouTube videos with the lyrics as the songs playing. It just spoke to me, and I felt I was like, man, this is this is spot on, you know, because it just talks about the confusion that the son starts out in. The first two verses are focused on that, and then how he gets clarity in the end. And that's really what we're talking about here. Is there's a lot of time spent. I mean, here I am, mid midlife, fifty years old or whatever. I mean, and I've been. A, a, what I would say a, a dedicated Christian for you know like 30 years but it really hasn't been to the depth until you know recently so that's just the thing is is you you feel like kind of a wayward son even though you're maybe in the right path but just to go into where you really feel that that you have the victory that you should be walking in it's it's cool and it's a parallel to that song to me 
Listen to it. That's awesome. Thank you, Andy. I'm going to introduce Corey to the whole system of I ask a question you're not ready for. (laughs) You know, uh, we haven't been in the studio together until today, but honestly, I'll I'll try to throw you a little bit easier one because they just kind of pop in my head. But now that I know you've seen The Matrix before. Yep. But now that you've been through your boot camp and you listen to this clip, how does that kind of change some of your perspective on that clip or on that movie or what's that kind of speak to your heart? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the things that like we talked about with me and Robbie and everybody that I listened to at the boot camp and their personal struggles and uh, all the things they went through that, you know, I, I think I always knew I shouldn't be doing and they were kind of wrong. But society has just told me that for the past, you know, 10, 15 years that it's okay. You know, that's normal. It's normal now. You know, it's, you got people on television, you know, doctors and uh, psychologists telling you that this is how you're supposed to act in today. You know, you're supposed to go be a drunk idiot. Uh, You know, you're supposed to try to sleep with every single girl you possibly can. You know, you're supposed to do that. Um, And when, even now, as I've started, you know, walking with Christ and trying to to learn and, and grow in Him, I still feel those people pulling me back in. Uh, I was just told this past week, you know, slow down, you know, you don't want to get burnt out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't want to get burnt out? I'm diving head first in this. You know, I full on took the red pill. Um, I think a lot of people look at it as it's like a God diet. You know, they, they, you know, when you first start a diet, you're like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but you know, I'm, I'm going to do it, you know, and, uh, and maybe I'll get a cheat meal in a, a week or two, you know what I'm saying? And uh, that's, that's, you know, you got to make a lifestyle change and to make a lifestyle change, you have to go into it with your whole heart. Um, when you really open up your heart to God, when you really open up your heart to Christ, when you really take the red pill and break out of the matrix, you don't want to do that stuff anymore because you understand that that's, that's not what God wants and that's fine with you. It's not because, oh, you know, man, I, I shouldn't do that because you know, that's, that's a sin. It's, no, nah, I, don't, I don't need to do that. I don't want to do that. You know, I want to stay at home. I want to, you know, pray and, and talk with, you know, my best friend now. That, that's what, you know, breaking the matrix to me really means. That's awesome. You know, the, um, the clip, as I listen to it, and every time I hear that clip, the one word that I would change is the word mind because I think it's a battle for the heart. Yes. Right now the mind plays a big part of it, but really the world, the enemy is after your heart because they know that that's where Christ resides and you know, they want to break that union. And so that, that clip is such a powerful clip in so many ways, but you know, this really is a, a heart issue. And of course you talk about, you know, the red pill for me, the red pill was reading wild at heart. Oh yeah. You know, when oh yeah. I, when big, I first big deal. Yeah, big when deal. I first read that, and if you're out there, you're you're male listening today. I'd, I'd encourage you to go read Wild at Heart. You know, get it online, order it. You know, at the store, whatever you need to do, go get it. If you're female, you want to understand your man a little bit better that's in your life, like your dad, your son, your uh, significant other. It's a great book to read. Now, for the ladies out there, there's also a book that Stacy Eldridge wrote, and I'm completely drawing a blank on the name of it right now. Captivating. Captivating, thank you, <laughs> which is uh, very much about your heart. And it, it did the same for a lot of the women I know. It brought their heart to life, and it, it was a red pill kind of moment for them. When you said there was one word you wanted to change, as I was listening to it, that hit me too. And it isn't, I mean, it is a prison for your mind, but it's a prison for your heart, your soul, that we're in when we're stuck in the smaller story, when we're 
just looking out for number one. We're not number one. We're not even number two. Well, sometimes we're number two. But <laughs> we're down the list. You know, we think of our God first, our family, our spouse, if we have one. Mm-hmm. And last is paying attention to ourselves. And the world, as you were pointing out, you know, it's look out for yourself. You don't have anybody else that's going to do that for you. I would encourage you to think for a moment, um, sometime today, sometime tomorrow, whenever, just about all the people you know in your life and really look at them closely and say, isn't the assault on their life about losing their heart? Because that's really what you hear from people is that they, they start to lose heart. You know, but there's a bigger story out there. And what this whole thing's about is God has got so much more in store for you. And so I'm going to go to a cartoon clip to illustrate that. <laughs> so this is from a movie called Wreck-It Ralph, and its sequel comes out. Uh, it came out this weekend. I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to it, quite honestly, as a 55-year-old man. You know, um, <laughs> I have to take my kids just so they think I'm normal. Um, but anyway, in this, in this scene, what you have is, is Ralph, who is a, a bad guy in a video game. It's all about a, the, uh, the suit, this arcade where all these video games are. And after hours... They can kind of all come together, the, the different characters, and do life together. And so Ralph's been, for 30 years, a bad guy. He's Wreck-It Ralph. He destroys stuff. And he really doesn't want to live that life anymore. And so he goes to a place uh, to talk about it. And it's a group that happens to be called Badanon because it's all the bad guys from the video games. And then one reference that they'll make in here is about going turbo, which means really kind of taking off and going out on your own and, and stepping out of the matrix, but in a negative way. I want you to listen to this clip and we'll come back and talk about it. it sure must be nice being the good guy. Please share, Ralph. As fellow bad guys, we've all felt what you're feeling and we've come to terms with it. Really? Right here. I'm Zangief. I'm bad guy. Hi, Zangief. I relate to you, Ralph. When I hit bottom, I was crushing men's skull like sparrow egg between my thighs. <laughs> and I think, why do you have to be so bad, Zangief? Why can't you be more like good guy? Then I have moment of clarity. If Zangief is good guy, we'll crush men's skull like sparrow's egg between thighs. And I say, Zangief, you are bad guy. But this does not mean you're bad guy. <laughs> Right. I'm sorry. I just, I, you lost me there. Zombie! Bad guy! Hi, zombie. Zangief saying, labels not make you happy. Make you happy. Good! Bad! You must love you. Question, Ralph. We've been asking you to bat it on for years now, and tonight you, you finally show up. Why is that? I don't know. I just felt like coming. I mean, I suppose it has something to do with the fact that, uh, well, today is the 30th anniversary of my game. Happy anniversary, Ralph. Thanks, Satan. Uh, it's Satine, actually. Got it. But here's the thing. I don't want to be the bad guy anymore. Can't mess with the program, Ralph. You're not going turbo, are you? Turbo? No, I'm not going turbo. Come on, guys. Is it turbo to want a friend? Or a medal? Or a piece of pie every once in a while? Is it turbo to want more out of life? Yes. Ralph, Ralph, we get it. But we can't change who we are. 
And the sooner you accept that, the better off your game and your life will be. Now, I know as you listen to that, it has got a little bit of humor to it, and it's, you get to hear the Pac-Man character in there and some things, but it's really about a guy that's wanting to find the bigger story. You know, and he's tired of living in what the world tells him he has to be. This is who you're supposed to be. You're always going to be Wreck-It Ralph. You're always going to destroy things. You're never going to be a good guy. You know, and I think it's funny, you know, in that group that the uh, the people writing it uh, um, had like a, a Satan character who tries to portray himself as not being there, which is exactly what he tries to do in our life as he tries to pull us back down. You know, the, um, the good thing about this movie is, and if you haven't seen it, I won't ruin the whole thing for you. I would, would encourage you to watch it is Ralph decides, you know what, I don't care. I am going to walk out in a good heart, and I am going to go try to do the right thing. Initially, not for the right reason, but God, in my mind, God finds him along the way and helps him find true freedom, right? And what's really cool that when you walk with God and you find that true freedom, other people start to walk with you, which makes it really cool. Not initially. It's kind of tough initially, in Corey? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you got all those people that really, really mean well that, you know, a lot of them love you, and they're trying to kind of rein you back in because they think that they're trying to do the right thing and it may not even be out of a bad place at all but anybody has that opportunity to play the voice of the enemy and say look you need to really stay in that small story now i know you guys are all going to go watch this movie right oh yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) so what's some final thoughts on on the matrix how do you break out of the matrix how do you stay out of the matrix what do you what do you do to try to do that i mean for me again it's just I had to immerse myself in this. You know, I, I, I really did. I, I, I found a couple of days after boot camp, I had to just cut ties. And I know it hurts. I mean, it does. I mean, it really hurts cutting some people out, some things out, because you'll find yourself slowly slipping back into it. Um, just immerse yourself in the Word of God. Just pray. I mean, that's what I have to do. And I have to constantly check myself, constantly. But it's worth it. I mean, I want to do it. One of the biggies that hits me is trust. We can't trust, I trust you guys more than most, but there's only one person we can trust. And my wife would tell my kids this all the time, and that's God. Because even good, as you said, good-hearted Christians may give you bad information. Yeah, Andy, I would have loved to hear what you had to say, but we're going to have to go. Do you have just a couple quick words? Yeah, I think a lot of times where we get messed up, we're not living out of the core desires that God gave us, and that's where we start feeling week and when we once we get to that place with god we'll we'll find our way and and what i would say is just not let the enemy strip you of the larger story ask god to help you hold on to it masculinejourneyradio.org